fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This week with uh, Pat Gray and Jeff Fisher from uh, Chewing the Fat. Again, we've got a, we have a ton of stuff to talk about. It's hard to know where to even begin. Uh, interesting, interesting developments on abortion. We'll tell you about that. Uh, the president tweeting out some threats to Iranians, and uh, the Democrat field continues to be outrageous. And uh, actually, Mayor Pete was on Fox News in a town hall over the weekend. We'll get into that and a lot more coming up in just 60 seconds. It's Pat and uh, Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK is the number to participate today. Uh, president Trump took to Twitter and issued a threat against Iran. Uh, with all this escalating tension between our uh, our two nations, uh, he tweeted out, "If Iran wants to fight, that will be the official end of Iran." Wow! Never threaten the United States again. <laughs> On the one hand, that feels pretty good, you know, because you get sick and tired of all of the rivers of blood will flow and all that stuff that comes out of Iran. And so, to respond to that and tell them, "Look, everybody knows." Uh, we'll crush you if you start anything. It just feels good. <laughs> it does. But I'm not. However. Yeah. It, I want to throw in the big however. However. <laughs> it does. It feels uh, good. After you get over feeling good. Yes. You think, wait. Wait. <laughs> do we want an, uh, another war? And this time with Iran? Um, uh, my answer to that would be no. I think the, the answer is obviously no. Nobody wants that. Uh, and the president has said he doesn't want that. But when your rhetoric is such that, you know, you kind of escalate escalate the uh, tension a little bit, uh, you bring us a little bit closer to war. Um, there is a an admiral um, from the Navy. Admiral, uh, is this Lord West? The former. Okay, this is from the uh, first sea lord of the Royal Navy gave uh, an assessment of the potential conflict. He told um, the Daily Star that the U.S. would need at least one million troops to successfully uh, pacify Iran. And a half-baked attack could throw the whole region into further chaos. We've seen that before. Yeah, we have. We've seen that before. You would have to, I mean, if you're going to go to war with Iran, you got to commit. And I think he's right. You'd probably need a million troops or more. Um, and you have to throw everything you've got at them. You can't do this halfway anymore. You can't. Uh, you can't just try, try to fight a politically correct war. You can't do it that way. I don't know that we're willing to do that. And that's the thing. Would we do it that way? No, we don't do it that way anymore. We don't do a World War II type of uh, war, and we haven't since World War II. That's why Korea just yeah. kind of stayed the same. That's why Vietnam, we left, and uh, they poured right across the border and took over the whole country. Uh, that's why, you know, we had the kind of problems in Iraq and yeah, Afghanistan. We pulled up we short had. in Iraq, right? Yeah. Yeah, every time. Every time. Because in order to commit wholeheartedly, you got to ignore, you have to ignore all of the people who say, oh, innocent people are getting hurt. Well, yeah, they're going to. If you do this right, they're going to. You're going to have civilian casualties. You don't want to, but there are going to be civilian casualties, and there's going to be a lot of casualties on our side as well. Yeah. And so I don't 
know that we have the stomach for that anymore. I don't know either. I, I don't know either. And and I would I would like to say that, you know, maybe President Trump, if we were to ever have something like this happen, would be able to walk us through having that stomach again, but I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. That's a tall order. It sure is. Uh, according to uh, Admiral Lord West, and again, this is you know from the British Royal Navy, so you take it with a grain of salt, I guess. But he said, I think Donald Trump himself doesn't want to be uh, in conflict, but there are powerful factions in Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the U.S. who believe an attack would be a good thing. This includes John Bolton. They think they'd destroy the Iranian armed forces. There would be reg- reg- regime change, and all the garden would be rosy. Only problem with that is they'd be completely wrong. Wow. I think it would be messy. I think it's going to be messier than it would be what messy. anybody thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Iran's foreign minister has said he doesn't believe that war is going to break out either. So, I mean, at least they're trying to back down a little bit, too. I don't know that they believe it either. I, you know, they have to know, right, that they don't want war with the United States. They, they like to posture. And they like to bluster, and they like to talk about us as the great Satan, and that they destroy us in the great fire of jihad or whatever. When it comes right down to it, they know better. (laughs) They know better. (laughs) They have to, don't they? Uh, If they're sane at all, they have to know that. So that's what you count on, I guess, is that cooler heads prevail. Because it would be it would be nasty for both sides. Yeah, and I. Neither side wants that kind of thing. Uh, I know we certainly don't. No, we do not. No, we do not. And I, you know, apart from the Ayatollah, uh, I think the military generals over there understand uh, the realities of life and that uh, Donald Trump may just have a twitchy eye and a twitchy finger and they better not mess. They better not push it any further. I hope. Uh, you just hope and pray that that's, that's the case and uh, that cooler heads prevail. Eh, we'll see. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Also, President Trump, in addition to threatening Iran over the weekend, was opening fire on Representative Just, Justin Amash. After Justin Amash issued a statement that the president is guilty of impeachable conduct. Now, I, I don't know that I agree with Justin Amash on that, uh, but the president tweeted, never a fan of Justin Amash, total lightweight, who opposes me on some of our great Republican ideas and policies just for the sake of getting his name out there through controversy. I got to say, that's just not true. That's, that's not Justin Amash. Uh, if he actually read the biased Mueller report composed by 18 angry Dems who hated Trump... <laughs> He would see that it was nevertheless strong on no collusion and ultimately no obstruction. Anyway, how do you obstruct when there's no crime? And in fact, the crimes were committed by the other side. Justin is a loser who sadly plays right into our opponent's hands. Uh, (laughs) We've talked about Justin Amash many times. Um, He's a solid conservative and not a loser. Now, I don't I don't agree with him that the president has done impeachable offenses uh but neither do i agree with president trump's assessment of Justin amash here again it's that thing where if you if you say anything about him he's he's gonna come after you right if you say anything negative about donald trump he's coming for you 
Absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are. He's coming for you. And so Amash is learning that. Well, I mean, he he has he put out there his principal conclusions, right? Justin Amash, uh, Attorney mm-hmm. General Barr has deliberately misrepresented Mueller's report. Yeah. Uh, President Trump has engaged in impeachable conduct. Yep. Partisanship has eroded our system of checks and balances. Right. Few members of Congress have read the report. And that's true. Those too. are his top four. Yeah. I, okay. I don't know that I agree with all of that. Yeah, I, I don't either. And and I don't know that Republicans need to be jump, jumping into that chorus of let's impeach Donald Trump either. But uh, that doesn't mean that Justin Amash is a loser. Nor that he does all of this stuff just for publicity. That's not him. No. That's not him. It certainly he's hasn't been. Really solid conservative. Yeah, unless he's changed completely. Um, I just wish it wasn't so, you know, if you can't disagree with this president without being an absolute enemy of him. You know, so nobody does. In the, right. in the Republican Party and on the right, uh, you, just, you just adopt his position on everything, whether his position is conservative or not. Whether his position is correct or not, we have to adopt it. Like the tariff thing. Look how many people are are defending tariffs now all of a sudden. How, how did Pretty that amazing. happen? What do you mean? Tariffs are okay now? Uh, since yeah. when? Well, since 2016 when Trump was elected. Yeah. Since that's when they've been okay. And look, and Donald Trump is doing it right. <laughs> there, there's no right way to do tariffs. No, as far I mean, as he's I'm concerned. doing it correctly is what I'm saying. <laughs> I know that's what you're saying, yeah, but no, what I'm saying what I'm is saying. there's no correct way uh, to do a tariff. Um, they just backfire on us every single time. Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking about every time. <laughs> Other than that, though, you're you're right. <laughs> He's doing them the right way. All right, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More coming up in just one minute from now. Pat Gray of Pat Gray Unleashed, which you can hear every weekday immediately preceding this particular broadcast. And then uh, Jeffy is here as well from Chewing the Fat, uh, which Greetings. podcast usually uh, have that uploaded when? Oh, Monday through Friday. Monday uh, Chewing through Friday. the Fat gets uploaded at By... uh, 5.30 Central, 6.30 Eastern. Okay. Special uh, Talking Thrones today, as a matter of fact. Oh, that's right. The, the end of end of Game of Thrones last night. The big finale. Up. The big finale wrapped up last night. Wow, it's completely over. I now. know. Eight years. Well, they're <laughs> they're going to do movies, though, aren't they? They are, and they're doing this. I, apparently, uh, the uh, the first round of prequels are mm-hmm. already in filming. So really, yeah. So okay, prequels. Exciting. To everything we saw f- over the last eight seasons or I whatever. Guess so. Now they're yeah. going back before that. I guess so. Huh. Now, from what I've read so far, I I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I don't know anything about it. But I'm reading really bad things about the finale. People were upset about the final. Really, well, people were really upset, upset about upset. The, this final season for sure. Yeah, uh, you know they trying to wrap it up, and this and the last couple episodes have been, uh, you know, people are really wound up about how they really? got there. Uh, it's I mean <clears> they've they've tried to they've got it some. Uh, petition to get HBO to redo the season with better writers. It's just silly. Did they lose their original? It's just silly. Writers. Well, some of the writers. What happened was is that is they you know they ended up moving on from the books, right? From the Game of Thrones books. So I didn't the, know there were books. So the guy that wrote the books said, "Look, um, I, he's still writing more, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he's saying, look, this is going to be the conclusion. This is where I'm going with these characters. How you get there, though." up to you and so they glossed over a lot 
Uh, he mm. left a lot, a lot of things wide open. Like, wait, really? How did we? Why are we doing that? Hmm. So it's been it's been fascinating. I mean, I have enjoyed One of the it. reviews. I read this morning was it? It was the worst episode of the entire series. <laughs> do you agree with that? I do not. You but, don't. Okay. But it's you know there was there was some. It was they did some questionable jumps. But just enjoy it. Come on, you've enjoyed you've enjoyed all seventy two or seventy three episodes up until now. Mm-hmm. Just relax. It's huge. Yeah, I mean it, for for a uh, subscription channel to have eighteen million viewers like like they did last week, yeah. and then uh, I would imagine last night's will top twenty Has, million. Got to be yeah, easily twenty million That's plus. Huge here. I mean, big numbers. So I mean, the biggest number since probably. Uh, um, the the Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and the Dead is when that the, was in its heyday. Yeah, and the Dead is you know on cable. Right, uh, that's not <laughs> right. Which you don't have to pay for this. Well, necessarily right, thing. but you're not getting a separate subscription right. like you are to HBO. So that's I mean that's so big. that's even more impressive. Yeah. for Game of Thrones. Yeah, and then and then uh, the twenty million or eighteen twenty million. That's only in the United States. Far as I know, that's only in the states. That's not the, who knows what I, I they're going to the, pull down uh, worldwide. Got to be uh, huge. outrageous. Yeah, huge. Outrageous. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Missouri's Republican-led House Friday passed sweeping legislation designed to survive court channels, court challenges this time that would ban abortion at eight weeks of pregnancy. So they've got another heartbeat bill. Uh, this is starting to gain some momentum now. Wow. Uh, if it's enacted, the ban would be among the most restrictive in the United States. It includes exceptions for medical emergencies, but not for pregnancies caused by rape or incest. Doctors would face five to 15 years in prison for wow. violating the eight-week cutoff. Ah, that's, wow. That's strong legislation. That sure is. I mean, when you're when you're talking about jailing doctors, well, in Alabama, they're talking about life sentences which is pretty <laughs> okay pretty severe yeah, just, uh, uh, yeah, yeah you don't want to violate that uh women of course would not be prosecuted um so republican governor mike parson pledged to sign the bill but it's unclear when he'll take action when pressed on the lack of exceptions he told reporters all life has value so i mean that's another Another strong statement and strong action in this fight. And look, I think the other side just went too far. I think so, too. And kicked the right into action, finally. I think so, too. Okay, if you're going to legalize abortion all the way up to, including, and after birth, uh, we're going to respond. And we're going to take some action. And And, that's what's happening now. They won't say, uh, you know, their best answer their best answer most of these people running for uh, the democratic uh, presidential nominee um like uh Buttigieg last night on fox he mm-hmm. he wouldn't say he wouldn't give the line of when you shouldn't have an abortion i don't think there is a line for he, these people his Any line other. is that's that's still the woman's choice right. it's the woman's choice i'm gonna leave that between her right. and her right. care provider that's the line so the line is there mm. is no line there's no line doesn't matter Mm-mm. i mean that's when you start getting that going that route i mean we've got to say something you have to yeah i think so how about no (laughs) yeah we've given you all of this and you're still it's not enough so missouri's action comes hot on the heels of alabama's action which banned essentially all abortion unless the mother's life is in danger 
That's the only exception. And there's no abortion even for the first six or eight weeks. So Alabama's <laughs> is really strong right. and will obviously be challenged in court. And that's what they were actually looking for, which is interesting because I don't think it survives the Supreme Court. No, I, I don't know that it does. They're counting on the fact that it will. But um, I think we've seen strong evidence. John Roberts doesn't vote for it. Um, he wouldn't try to overturn Roe v. Wade. No. And I, I don't think Kavanaugh would either. So if you lose those two, if you lose one of those two, it's not going to pass. Um, but there is some definite momentum for uh, for pro-life sweeping the, the nation here. Uh, we've got eight states now that have passed new laws, including Alabama, which, as we mentioned, is a near-total ban, the only exception being a mother's life endangerment. Uh, Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri, Mississippi, and Ohio have all passed heartbeat bills. So as soon as the baby has a heartbeat, you, it, it can't be aborted. And Utah and Arkansas have limited abortion to the middle of the second trimester, which isn't great, but uh, it's better than it was. Well, it's better than... Better than it was. Uh, better than, okay, all the way up to 40 weeks and beyond. Right. All right. Well, you just had a baby. Um, we'll give you a couple of days to decide whether you want to kill it or not. So the left now is uh, demanding that we not call them heartbeat bills, that they're fetal, uh, <laughs> I, what, fetal <laughs> echo bills or something to that effect. Uh, it's just silly. Uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Silly. Yeah, it's, it's insanity. If it's not a heartbeat, what exactly is it? It's a carburetor. <laughs> As to what you've, oh, it's a carburetor. Okay, so we've yeah. got a Volkswagen forming yeah. in there, or a Buick, or a Buick, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's a carburetor. You don't start. Mm-hmm. So if you hear that, <laughs> that's it. well, the carburetors that shouldn't move us. Why can't you abort a carburetor? Who cares? I mean, Ford, GM, they're all making them every day. Don't worry about the carburetor kicking Plenty in. Plenty of them. <laughs> Uh, so they're doing everything they can, and they do this every time. They ch- change the language, and you change the argument, and that's what they've done yeah. every single time. That's why they're pro-choice rather than pro-abortion, because it sounds so much better. And that's how they made so much headway. And they're trying to do it again here by not calling a heartbeat a heartbeat. It so, is essentially, you're right, it's essentially a carburetor. It's just uh, it's crazy. It's just science denying again. Uh, that just continues. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed and Jeff Fisher from uh, Chewing the Fat for Glenn this week. Uh, speaking of the abortion situation that's going on in the country right now, you know, only the only the uh, right is extreme on this because uh, aborting babies all the way up to delivery day, that's that's not extreme. Letting a, a baby die on the counter that has been born alive in a failed abortion, that's that's not extreme. Not if it's the mother's choice. Right. Right. So Cory Booker has written an open letter to men oh, good. on abortion. Oh, good. Saying, among, among other things, uh, we're seeing organizations like Access Reproductive Care Southeast. You know that's a great organization right there. Anything titled Reproductive <laughs> Care, that's going to be great. Uh, Clinic Vest Project, the National Network of Abortion Funds, one of my favorite agencies, 
Planned Parenthood, Yellow Hammer Fund, and many others have stepped in where conservative-led state governments have failed. He writes, but women should not have to face this fight alone. Men, it's on us to listen, to speak out, and to take action, not because women are our mothers, sisters, wives, or friends, but because women are people. And all people deserve to control their own bodies. Wow. Well, not the people inside the woman, not the other person that's inside the body with the separate DNA, uh, a separate heartbeat, a separate body. That body doesn't count. Don't worry about that one. Okay. That's just a clump of tissue in there with a heartbeat and eyes and lungs. Different DNA. Organs and different DNA. Yeah, that's Don't even it, worry. Though. Yeah, that's, that's all. It. These far right attacks on women's rights must be understood as an attack on all of our rights. But we also need to understand who these types of bills were designed to control, dehumanize, and criminalize. I'm still learning how to be the best ally and partner I could be in this fight. But one thing I know is that I would not be writing this today if it were not for generations of women and men who spoke out and stood up for each other during times of moral crisis. Yeah, don't worry about Uh, sticking up and standing up. For the for the unborn, <laughs> no. Yeah, ah. come on now, come on now. Yeah, they don't count. Columbus sales. They don't count. <laughs> that is unreal. And then there's uh, this lovely tweet from Jim Carrey. Uh, he tweeted out, "I think if you're going to terminate a pregnancy, it should be done sometime before the fetus becomes governor of Alabama." And then he. <laughs> tweeted out a nice little photo uh he did this little cartoon because he's such a great artist of the governor of alabama being aborted in the womb that's really lovely from jim carrey why don't you go back to talking out your butt jim that would be great um maybe i don't know go back to your movies uh of course nobody i guess nobody wants to see him anymore since he hasn't had a decent movie in Quite some time. 20 years? Yeah, quite some time. Maybe how long's it been since he had a hit? Oh, it's been a long time. Maybe you should focus on that a little more than politics. It's been a long time. There's something that's changed. It's been a really long time. Something that's changed. I mean, well, he's into his art now. He's into creating his art. That is true. Yeah. 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 He's an artist, not an actor anymore. Uh, (laughs) Another great tweet from Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Oh, she's. to To the GOP extremists trying to invoke the unborn she puts in quotation marks wow to jail people for abortion where are you in climate change oh right you want to burn fossil fuels till there's hell on earth (laughs) what if they were truthful (laughs) about their motives they'd be consistent in their principles they're not uh there's nothing inconsistent about about trying to save babies and not believing that the earth is burning up due to fossil fuels. Nothing inconsistent about that. Uh, I guess everyone must believe, as AOC does. 100%. You have to. You have to. And you can't feel any differently, despite all the evidence. I was just reading this article over the weekend about how wrong the experts have been on virtually every prediction, whether it be about the climate, about the population explosion, uh, about political activities well, it's always, about the economies it's always when you talk They're about always wrong. The, the climate it's always if this happens and uh you know what if this happens well yeah mm-hmm. okay what if it hasn't it doesn't yeah and it's just amazing to me it's, it's always 
And we're supposed to believe that, well, if this happens, that means it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Well, if if the earth does warm four degrees, I'm going to be with you on that. And let's, let's worry about that uh, if it starts to happen. But at one degree over 100 years, there's no indication it's going up another three. There's, there's no indication of that. And they've been, again, they've been wrong every step of the way. And they continue to uh, put forward all of their heroes who've been wrong, like Paul Ehrlich. They're still quoting that guy. Paul Ehrlich in the 60s and 70s said that we were all dead in the 80s. Well, when the 80s came around. around, Look around. Yeah, there was billions, billions of dead. I believe he predicted two billion. Two billion were going to die from starvation. (laughs) I mean, you couldn't be more wrong than Paul Ehrlich. And uh, James Hansen from NASA, uh, completely wrong on everything they've ever predicted. And we're still supposed to fall in line with it. It's, it's, uh, it's agonizing. Incredible. Um, got this uh, tweet from Catholic Hillbilly. Here's another serious problem that needs to be discussed. Abortion cost, 15000 to 40000 uh, ad- no, that's the adoption cost. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh wait, fifteen to forty thousand dollars to adopt a baby. Abortion cost four hundred dollars. Um, maybe we should lower the cost of adoption. Maybe that should be on the agenda of uh, the GOP politicians. That's a really good point. I- I'm okay with that. Really good point. Because uh, yeah, abortion pretty easy, pretty easy, uh, and pretty. Pretty inexpensive. And I know that we all want, you know, the children to have, uh, you know, perfect homes and uh, a wonderful place for them to live. But uh, you've got to you've got to be, you know, darn near perfect. Yeah. uh, To adopt. Yeah. Um, And, you know, families aren't always that perfect. I I just want to be clear about that. In fact, they're never perfect. So really? (laughs) Yeah. 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 It is. It can be. It can be a tough process. That's for sure. Uh, This from the Babylon Bee, which is a really funny, uh, satirical Christian website. (laughs) uh, They're always doing these great headlines. Close one. This baby was almost born into poverty, but his mother killed him just in the nick of time. (laughs) And then the article. uh, Talk about a close call. This baby was almost born into poverty, but his mother killed him just before the cutoff for abortion in their state. With literally just a few days to spare, she ended his life, saving him from a living that isn't always perfect. Just like you said, uh, Jeffy, they're not always perfect. Whew. Can you imagine if this kid was forced to live his life poor? Poor means not having a lot of money and sometimes having to go without things. It means a hard life, one of struggle and difficulty. It means sometimes you worry about making rent or buying groceries. It's really hard being poor. It's a good thing his mom killed him to save him from all that. Thanks, mom. <laughs> you know, as long as we're on oh, man. Uh, the Babylon Bee. Yes. Um, I'll give you one more article <laughs> all right. from this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama girl crushed as mother explains she may never have the opportunity to kill offspring. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they're, it's biting, but it it's really is biting, it's, and it's and it's it's horrible. It's effective. I but I, it's funny. I, 
because it's oh, really close to I don't know yeah, the is. truth. Yeah. Well, I mean, because the truth is so ridiculous and extreme now, it's right. hard to be more extreme than the actual events of the day. And they do a pretty good job. Yeah, they do. And just a little bit further. Uh, so, yeah, it's a funny website. It it really is. All right, 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn this week. Uh, over the weekend at the box office, number one movie, finally replacing Avengers Endgame was uh, John Wick, Chapter 3. Right. Parabellum. I'll bet... Uh, I'm guessing there was some gunfire in that movie. Just a little. I haven't seen it, but just a wild stab in the dark. I did not go see it this weekend. Endgame's been out for, you know, what, 80 years now? So it's finally dethroned. (laughs) Yeah, four weeks. It took four weeks for it to finally be dethroned. Uh, But uh, John Wick made $57 Avengers Endgame was second at $29 So even four weeks into its run, it's still almost $30 million. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. 770 million 805,000 since it came out. And it cost 356 million to make. It's more than doubled uh its its budget. And I think worldwide it's over 2 billion. Yes, right? it is. Well over 2 yes, billion. It's well over. Yeah. Then Pokémon Detective Pikachu was number 3 at 24.8 million. Amazing. I can't even begin to imagine going to Pokémon Detective Pikachu. Really? Yeah, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, you'd rather watch it at home? <laughs> yes, I'm waiting for you'd it. You'd rather watch it at the house? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly okay. right. Uh, okay. A Dog's Journey. Didn't you see that one? I did see The Dog's Journey That's this number weekend. four. Yeah, I took my daughter to see it. She loves them. So. Mm. It was, you know. Did you love it? I was did. Was it great? I did. It was great. Yeah. yeah. It looks fir- great. The first one was. That's the one with Dennis Quaid, right? Yeah, the first one was, uh, I don't know, I really enjoyed the first mm. one. and So I, I don't know mm. that I enjoyed the second one as much as the first one, but, it, you know. Well, I like, haven't seen the first one, so I'm sure I wouldn't understand. Oh, you couldn't. You, know, you, all could, the, you can't see two You just can't. You no. couldn't understand. First, you got to see the first one. So to set that, it up. Otherwise. Yeah, right. Otherwise, the journey is lost. Right. If you haven't seen one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Too many subtle nuances yeah. oh, from the man. first one that I mean, you just wouldn't get. Okay, sure, you might be able to get through it. <laughs> you might be able to understand a little. Really? You think? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Hustle was number five. Uh, is that is that with uh, Anne Hathaway, I think? Yes. Then yes. The, the Intruder, also with Dennis Quaid. Uh, Long Shot was number seven. The Sun is also a star. Palms. Which are the old lady cheerleaders? That looks terrific, doesn't That's it? That's another one that looks really good. Yeah. Oh, that looks yeah. really good. Yeah. Can't wait. I can't believe I haven't seen it already. It's been out two weeks. <laughs> it's been out for I've two weeks. Got already? to get to that. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> and then ugly dolls routed out the top ten. But breakthrough, you know, which is that Christian movie where the the kid drowns and he's underwater. Yes. For- about 20 minutes or something and then i think his his heart had stopped for 45 minutes uh so a uh, great christian movie that's it that's still at number 11 and it's brought in 30 about 39 million since it came out not bad no that's great when it costs 14 to make uh and so if you're a regular listener to the show you might have heard glenn interview the actual kid that that happened to i can't remember what his name is but uh, he, you know, you would expect brain damage after 45 minutes of your heart not beating, but he didn't have any. Zero. Right? Just yeah, an incre- it's, it's an incredible story. Incredible story. 
and then uh, Tolkien, which I want to see, but that is fading quickly. And it didn't do real well. It was about J.R.R. Tolkien, who wrote uh, Lord of the Rings. Right. Uh, that looks that looks pretty good, but it's already out of most of the theaters around here. I mean, that came and went really fast, really fast. Uh, you should be able to get that at the house soon. Yeah, that's what we're thinking. <laughs> All right, well, let's just wait for it to come on demand then. And uh, I kind of like that they come out. That, uh, me too. I mean, really they they cannot come out fast enough for me. And they they're cannot. talking about making it even faster. I hope so. I'm Wasn't all for it that. Spielberg that was saying, "I'm all for that." Maybe three weeks in the theater and then go straight to, to okay home. Good. I'd love. I'm that. all right. I'm all right with that. Love that. Absolutely. So there's got to be a way to make <clears throat> the theaters happy and uh, the viewers happy. Right? Mm-hmm. We can see it if you love seeing it at the theater. Great, go see it at the theater. But for the most part, mm-hmm. I'm willing. You know, make us spend a little bit more money. Yeah, can, I'm willing to spend a little bit more money. I'd do it. Do it. Yeah, absolutely. If you see first run after a week or two or three, yes, yeah, a couple I, weeks, I'd be okay. A couple with that. weeks, and then and then like two weeks. Okay, two weeks, maybe longer on a on something like Avengers Endgame because it's making so much money at the box office. Maybe you wait just a little bit longer. Maybe okay, so maybe you say two weeks unless you've been in the top five. Mm-hmm. If you're in the top five, then you could. I wouldn't mind that. a longer run. That'd be awesome. Yes, it'd be great. And it's starting to go that way anyway, so I think it's inevitable. Let's just get it done. And let me just let, right? me, let me run it. I don't. You don't need to. I keep it for twenty four hours, or maybe you get. Maybe you let me run it for a, a little bit more of a price, and I only have it for eight hours instead of a day. Mm-hmm. And then okay, so you know, fine, work out a deal. But I'd rather I want to. And right it now, when they do it, when they do the quick release, they usually make you buy it at first if you watch it the right. first couple of weeks. Right. Which. And then sometimes like with early release, sometimes you don't even get to view it. You get to, you just have to buy it, and so that when it first comes out, then you get it. Yeah. And uh, no, stop, <laughs> stop it. It's going to happen. You know, I think it it's inevitable. To. It, it has, has to happen has. because that's the way we're going now. Yes. And with Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and all that, you're yes. just forcing the issue. It has to happen. Yes. Really, it's just a matter of time. You and know, make it sooner than later. I I think so too. All right, we've got uh, Bernie Sanders on teacher salaries uh, and comparing them to baseball players and football players. Get into that. Also, Fran Lebowitz on Trump, that we should treat him the same way that the Saudis treated Jamal Khashoggi. Get into that coming up. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and Jeffy this week, 888-727-BECK. Uh, so the Democrats are all out and, uh, you know, doing their Democrat thing. Their extremist Democrat thing. Doing what they do. Dead doing what they do. Uh, we'll get into that and much more in 60 seconds. It's Pat and uh, Jeffy for Glenn this week. Uh, Joe Biden out on the campaign trail, excoriating President Trump as America's divider-in-chief. Wow, did he ever listen to uh, the guy he was vice president for during those eight years? I missed that. Yeah, I, I think he did. I think he did. Talk about a guy who divided America. Barack Obama set race relations back 50 years. At in least this 50 country. years. Easy. Uh, amazing. Uh, but Biden said, if the American people want a president to add to our division, to lead with a clenched fist, closed hand, hard heart, to demonize your opponents and spew hatred, 
They don't need me. They've got President Donald Trump. He's offering a different path. Folks, I love it when he refers to to us as (laughs) folks. I love that. Uh, I'm running to offer our country, Democrats, Republicans, and independents, a different path. Um, Supposedly, he's taking a more moderate tone than the rest of the Democrat field. Um, And he says he knows how to go toe-to-toe with the GOP, but it doesn't have to be. And it can't be that way on every issue. And two days before the president comes to Pennsylvania for a rally of his own, Biden sought to counter what might be the president's strongest re-election argument, the uh, bright economic picture. So, of course, Biden's taking credit for the bright economic picture. Uh, He said it was given to him. Just like he's inherited everything else in his life. And just like everything else he's been given in his life, he's in the process of squandering that as well. Wow. Okay, the economy was not like this uh, when Obama and Biden were in office. They did not hand him a glowing economy. That is completely, it's a lie. It's, it's just a lie. Well, it's out of the way. No, it, it was really, out, it was out it really they, kind of they wasn't. left. It was out of the way. So it's <laughs> I, been what two years now? Yeah, two and a half going years. on three now. So it's perfect. <clears throat> That's the way they left it. To right, to sure, get good then. Sure, I mean it's amazing. Obama, everything that was bad was Bush's fault. Everything that's good now it is, is him. Uh, it's <laughs> pretty amazing. Sure is the the giblets he's got to make that claim. <laughs> it's amazing to watch uh also bernie sanders talking about uh teacher salaries and look i i think teachers should be paid more too but um yeah here's what he had to say about teachers and comparing to professional athletes so if we are a nation that can provide contracts to baseball players players for hundreds of millions of dollars don't tell me we cannot pay teachers in this country the kind of wages and salaries they deserve. <laughs> okay, that's uh, you're comparing apples to oranges there. As one's got nothing to do with the other. He knows it. And he knows it. I mean, that's just a ridiculous comparison. So you're comparing these athletes who can do uh, things in their sport that less than 1% of the people on this planet can do. And so, of course, that's going to be valuable. And the market, you know, dictates that. Yes, it does. You got you got millions of people watching them, millions of people uh, uh, over the course of seasons who go to these games, who pay ticket prices, millions of people buy merchandise. Products. Yes, the merchandise is strong. I mean, come yes. on. Uh, and then to compare that to teacher salaries, it's just it's ridiculous. And would I love for teachers to make more? Yes, and I, and I yeah. think they deserve it. But there's another dumb comparison. From a dumb socialist, <laughs> I just, I, it's, it's again, agonizing to listen to. It really is. Uh, then we've got AOC jumping all over the fact that this uh, commencement speaker at a historically black college over the weekend surprised graduates yeah. by announcing he's going to pay off the student debt of the entire class of 2019. Robert F. Smith. Uh, Mr. Philanthropist, uh, billionaire. He's worth, I think, like $5 billion, something like that. Wow. And uh, he was speaking, and he decided in his speech that uh, he was going to uh, pay 
for this year's graduates' student loans. Nice. So he's going to pay off everybody's nice. debt, and that's about 400 kids, and they think that that'll be a total donation of about $40 million. Think of that. $40 million. I mean, think of that alone. I mean, that's pretty sweet. And that's nice for you if you're in the class of 2019. Uh, no kidding. But then all of the socialists are jumping in, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and saying... Because he was, he was doing it on behalf of the government, right? He didn't... No. Uh-uh. He, he did was, it on behalf of himself. Really? Yeah. Money guy, that he earned? Right. In, right. The, in our capitalistic society? Exactly. The, the hated, dreaded United States of America? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, and so she said... That that's uh, it gets an opportunity to understand how student debt weighs down people. Well, then don't accrue student debt. Right. Here's an idea. Uh, work during your high school years. Save money. Uh, work during your college years. Pay off your college as you go. Pay as you go. Been uh, done before. Millions of people have done it. Um, and it's just not a thing anymore, I guess. It's not a thing that you can even ask of these kids. Hey, you know what you should do is uh, get a job when you're in high school and uh, save your money and pay for college yourself. What? <laughs> How about that? Or, I don't know, get a job during college and pay for college yourself. Yeah. And it would be, it's okay to, uh, you know, hey, I can't afford to go right now. I'm going to go back to work and save some more money and then I'll go back to school. Exactly. You don't have to accrue massive debt. You don't have to. I mean, if you choose to, well, then you understand what you're getting into. So stop whining about it because you knew what you were getting into. And if you insist on going to Harvard or Yale or Princeton, you're going to have massive debt once you're done. Pretty simple. Unless your family's incredibly wealthy or you got scholarships. Well, that's a different deal then. So, uh, you know, this whole student debt thing is just... Uh, it, it's a silly discussion. Ocasio-Cortez also said people shouldn't be in a situation where they depend on a stranger's enormous act of charity. Um, well, then, the, again, they should pay their way through school if they don't want to accrue the debt. Or here's another option for you. Uh, go to a community college where it's pretty cheap. How dare you? And you can pretty easily pay for it. <laughs> go to a trade school. Uh, go to a state university, heaven forbid. Um, you know, there's some options there for There you. are plenty of options. And look, the, nobody's nobody's complaining about the uh, the colleges who are charging more and more for their uh, for their uh, nobody studies. Nobody ever even mentions Not it. Not one time. Not one time. It's never the fault of the colleges who are charging outrageous right. tuition to the co- to the kids who come to the schools. I mean, look at Harvard. Harvard's got an endowment of almost $40 billion. $40 billion. They could pay the tuition with that endowment of every single student who goes to that school. Uh, f- they could all go free for the next 25 years with $40 billion. Are they going to do that? No. Uh, no. No. Why not? I mean... They've got the money. They could easily yeah. do that if they're so altruistic. <laughs> Let's see it. Put up the money or shut up or lower your tuition. That's an idea. But they don't need to lower their tuition, right? Because it's guaranteed that they're going to get their money. Right. Either. And nobody's complaining about their tuition. 
Except that when they have student debt, but nobody complains to Harvard about right. that. They complain to the government right. about that. And this is a fantastic example of capitalism. It sure this, is. This Robert Smith, who put up his own $40 million to pay off this student. That's exactly how capitalism should work. He made all that money. He wanted to do something really nice with it. And he did. And he did. And he didn't helped. have to. Didn't have to. Right. And it wasn't the government that paid it off. He could have walked away with his honorary doctorate and said, hey, good luck, God bless. Mm -hmm. I'm out. I'm going to go back to my yacht. He probably still (laughs) did that anyway. (laughs) Probably. Because $40 million to a guy who has $5 billion is nothing. That's like $40 to you and me. I I, I, I donated $40. (laughs) (laughs) Would have given you a little kick in the butt, you know, to help you out here for your... There's 40 bucks. But I mean, it's commendable. It's really cool. You that he did that. It is. It's I mean, great. And he'd, and he'd already pledged like one and a half million to the school. So uh, it's nice. It's nice yes. of him. He didn't have to do that. No, he didn't. And I'm sure he does a lot of other uh, charitable work as well. So uh, that's what capitalism is all about. That's capitalism at its best. Somebody who earned the money and they, of their free will, uh, wanted to help others. That's really cool. Good for him. And good for these students. I probably could have paid it in taxes. Probably could have just given that money to the government and said, hey, do right. what you want with it. Exactly. But he decided that what I want to do with it is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll go to the people he intends it to yes. go to rather than being squandered by the government. Yes. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. We'll be back in a minute. It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Jeffy's just uh, found another little oh anomaly gosh. from Game of Thrones because a couple of weeks ago they had an episode where there was a Starbucks cup. Well, it was a coffee cup. It from, was a coffee from cup. food services. Yeah, okay. I mean, everybody just you know called it a Starbucks cup, and Starbucks went along with and it. And somehow they, they missed it. it, right? And it made it to the final cut. Right. Well, so uh, and I don't know this to be true yet, but we're, I'm looking at pictures now where they have spotted a, a water bottle <laughs> in one of the final scenes in Game of Thrones last night. Well, they didn't have water bottles well, in that time. Hey, well, maybe they did. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you don't know. Did. Maybe maybe like, it were was you there? a special Westeros brand. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can just see it. I mean, what is going on? That's just ridiculous. Come on, Come on. it's not that hard. No, is it? I guess. I, I guess it is. <laughs> I guess it is. Somebody it's the final season. It's just look. We, we got to get through it. Somebody in continuity is not doing their we job. We got to get through it. We just get this. Get this done. Who that cares? must be the attitude, right? That had missed a lot of stuff. Just get. We got to get through it. It's, yeah. We spent a bunch of money. We're working in the dark. We 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 filmed a big couple of big war scenes. We're out. Let's go. We're done. <laughs> Tired of doing this show. You're right. Oh my gosh. Move on to the next Let's thing. Go. I'm already writing Star Wars. I got to go. <laughs> Just bad. <laughs> are these are these the same? Are they doing the Star Wars? Yeah, the Game of Thrones writers yeah. are doing the next Star Wars. Really? Yeah, I think so. I don't think I've heard that. Huh? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Weiss and uh, uh, and his bud partner there are doing Star Wars. They're already they're already started it. Have they? Indeed. That's uh, that's amazing. Wow. So they're not doing the uh, uh, who was doing in the Star Wars before it was. Um, uh, what's his face? You know, from that other show. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> you remember what's his guy. face from the yeah, other yeah. show? Yeah, what's his face? He was he was doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, did they run him off? I think they ran him off. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think he did. He do the Last Jedi because uh, that really. was that was a terrible movie. For my money, that was a terrible movie. <laughs> really, really terrible. 
and I wish they'd redo the whole thing. They should they should just wipe that out of existence, pretend it didn't happen, really, and redo it. Wow. Yeah. Well, they might. Maybe that's yeah. why they're having the Game of Thrones guys write the the new Star Wars. Here Maybe you go, just go do it again. Do it right. You know, somebody uh, Luke wakes up and realizes it was just a dream. He comes out of the shower <laughs> and he realizes, "Wow, I dreamed that whole Last Jedi thing." Huh. Oh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad he was I was sleeping just... in the shower. Yeah, that's where he was, dreaming yes, was. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, just just check it. Just check it. Yeah, he fell asleep in the shower. Okay. And then he woke up and he realized he dreamed of the last Jedi. <laughs> and it was terrible. And it was a nightmare th- for all and the fans. Thankfully it was just a dream. Thankfully just a dream though. Right. Yeah. And so now we can move now on. We can move on. We can do the real thing. Here's what really <laughs> happened in The Last Jedi. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be funny. Uh, they're not gonna do it, obviously, but it'd be great. Because <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely one hundred percent. Oh, some would argue terrible. that plenty of those Star Wars movies are terrible. Not really that good. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Really, if you're to be honest. <laughs> now Stu always says it's the first two. I know. I maintain I know. it's the first three. First three? First three. Yeah. And then after that, uh, it's not special. And even those are questionable. The first three? Well, I mean, those no, are, they're not. Uh, no, they're uh, not. Uh, so you're not even a first three well, fan? I mean, uh, yeah, they you're were not, great at the time. They were awesome at the time. At the time. Yeah. At the time. They didn't, they're didn't. they not living up well. I think they hold up okay. I think the first three hold up well. I like. I love the first three. You can never convince me the first three aren't good. They're great. I love them. But after that, mm, <laughs> when everything rebooted in 1999... Yeah. With this, with the prequels, shouldn't have done that. You should have just continued right on to the last but you three. Had to, but then you ended up with the great Jar Jar. <laughs> yes, and, uh... did. Which is so bad, so bad. That's one of the biggest movie mistakes, maybe in the history of movies. Jar Jar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jar Jar. Single handedly ruined the comeback <laughs> of Star Wars. Single handedly, which is uh, saying a lot. That sure is. Yeah. So, and actually, uh. I think the best one that they've done since the first three is that solo movie that didn't even do that well. Yeah, that everybody the Han Solo one. On. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I, th- I thought it was really pretty good. I think that's the fourth best. And then maybe after that one, um, uh, the one, uh, what is it called? Not Rogue One. I I'm not a big fan of Rogue One. Um, but uh, the one where Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader. I forget what that's called. Um. Or Darth Vader, you know, becomes Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that one. Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Yeah, I, I like that one. That's pretty good. So that's like number five. <laughs> and then the rest can't even be ranked because they're so bad. Well, that's just a dream. The rest, <laughs> yeah, are, the just rest are just a dream. The rest are just dreams. Just a dream. <laughs> Luke just fell asleep in the shower. That's it. Uh, and uh, woke up and came out and realized, realized oh my gosh, geez, I had a bad dream. Have I been sleeping all this time? Jedi thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me show you what really happened. And then we get into it. Be awesome. And people would love it. I, I think Star Wars fans would go see that. The redo I think, oh, of The Last Jedi. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, uh, 888-727-BECK. Um, no, it's, yes, 727-BECK. Yeah, right. I was thinking I was given my uh, Pat Gray Unleashed number, and I, I really wasn't. So well, You're good. <laughs> Thought I screwed up when I actually had not. Um, we got to take a look at this uh, Fran Lebowitz thing. 
Um, did you see Fran Lewitz talking about uh, Donald Trump on Bill Maher? Take a look at this. This is amazing. Where are you on impeachment? Yes, no? Um, you know, I change my mind from day to day. I mean, where am I on impeachment? Uh, certainly he deserves to be impeached. I mean, deserves. That, I know we all think that but. impeachment would be just the beginning of what he deserves. Um, so, you know, not even scratching the surface of what he deserves. You know, Yay! It's a practical <laughs> yeah. It's a practical yeah. Whenever, you know, okay. I think about this and what uh-huh. he really deserves, I think sure. we should turn him over to the Saudis. You know, his buddies, the same Saudis, you know, who got rid of that reporter. You know, maybe they could do uh-huh. the same for him. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. She should be tortured and killed. <laughs> She's back to off. That stands oh, up a I little bit. Oh, I bet she has. I was trying to be funny, yeah. and it really doesn't mean that. Because I'll tell you something. If somebody on the right oh had my said gosh. anything similar about Barack Obama, can you? It would lead every oh. newscast. Whoever said it It'd would be still drummed. be talking about it. They'd be out of whatever job they had. Uh, the Secret Service would be visiting them. You'd be the biggest hater and racist yes. who's ever lived on the face of this earth. But the left can say it. Nah, that's funny. That's great. She's yeah. sorry for it. Shut He's up. Just trying to be funny. Come on. You Have a get sense it? of humor. Guy's white. You don't need to defend him. <laughs> He's white, and we don't like him. So <laughs> that's that's Just the world bad. we live in. Plus, is the world we live in? Is she trying to look like Gene Simmons? <laughs> she doesn't look uh, a little like, a Gene, like Gene, Gene Simmons. Simmons yeah, that's kind of weird. Really weird. Maybe. All right, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Just a joke, friend. Just a joke. oh wow, yeah, that's hateful. Pat Gray and Pat Gray Unleashed, and uh, Jeffy from Chewing the Fat for Glenn. 888-727-BECK. Uh, some crazy things going on in the Dallas Metroplex. Um, transgender woman who's uh, who was assaulted in April in a Dallas parking lot, and that went viral. Uh, you've, you've seen that attack, right? I have seen yeah. the attack. Uh, ugly. <clears throat> really ugly. Um, that same transgender person um malaysia booker they just found dead of an apparent gunshot wound yeah it's just really sad and the police haven't made any arrests in connection uh with the death but the uh assailant was uh they're th- they're thinking this this was a uh that this was a hate crime Thinking it though, <clears throat> yeah, they're just 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 throwing it out there. It's possible. It's, it's possible. A hate crime. It's possible. Uh, Edward Thomas was the person found guilty of the uh, or well, that was the uh, charge with the assault. Right, he was charged. Has with not the been assault. charged right. with with shooting. No, they they were saying person. that he is not uh, <clears throat> a suspect right now. He, oh, he's not a That's suspect in the shooting. Really? That's what they said. Wow, it's interesting because uh, the assailant, who's his his name is Edward Thomas. He's the person that beat up the transgendered person. Uh, he admitted to his role in the beating, but denied calling the transgendered person any derogatory names. Good. So apparently Good. it's a bigger crime to call somebody a name than it is to physically assault them now. Isn't that something? Well, that is I, amazing. You admit to the physical beating, but oh, I didn't call her any names. <laughs> No, I, yeah, of course I beat her up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right obviously. There. 
That's not. That's no problem. Yes, I. Yeah, sure. Oh, I beat I was her up, punching her and kicking her and all that but stuff. But right no, there. I didn't call her a name. What? How dare you think I would call her a name? We're in a weird place. We sure are. Really weird place in our society because I think it's almost literally true that name calling, especially in this context, uh, if you're name calling somebody who is in a special interest group that is worse than the actual attack sure feels it like seems. it it and does I mean, feel this, like this it. almost proves it <laughs> does right i mean he's yeah. he's saying yeah oh yeah of course yeah i, yeah, yeah, I, I beat her up no. oh, yeah but i didn't call her a name <laughs> Strange. I mean, it's not even funny no it's not it's, it's not sad. yeah very very sad um also we just had a kidnapping here that turned out uh amazingly well um uh, an eight-year-old girl was kidnapped. We actually have the video of this. Um, take a look at, at the video of this kidnapping. You actually, because of a uh, one of those video doorbells. You hear the mother screaming that her daughter was just kidnapped. Uh, running down the street, and and we have a chance to see it because of the video doorbell. Not weird. I mean, it's amazing. Everything, great. everything is recorded now. Virtually everything is recorded. Uh, and in this case, good thing. Yeah, because it led to uh, social media tracking the girl down. Um, authorities rescued an, the eight-year-old Texas girl after a duo saw the Fort Worth police department's description of the car suspected in her kidnapping and actually went hunting for it standing in front of the woods wood spring suites in uh one of the suburbs of uh, fort worth forest hill um a spokesman for the fort worth police told reporters that the uh, pair of citizens he described only as members of a local church found the gray Ford 500 in a hotel parking lot. And he said, as you can see, there's a smile on my face. I'm here to report Salem, that's the name of the eight-year-old girl, has been found safe and unharmed. It's not great. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a great outcome I mean, to the story. Never, almost never get this outcome. Right. And especially this quickly. But thanks to social media... Thanks to a, a uh, video doorbell. I mean, I mean, eight hours later, we have an arrest. Yeah. Tremendous. It's incredible. Um, Salem Sabatka was taking a walk with her mother when a car approached them, and the man just got out and grabbed her. They didn't know the man. They don't know if he had targeted her from before. They don't have any idea why this guy did what he did. Um, but just taking a walk with her mother, and he just rolled up in his car and snatched her, just like that. Wow. Mother tried to jump into the vehicle to save the daughter, but the man shoved her and sped away. Authorities issued an Amber Alert, posted photos of Salem and the Ford 500 to social media. The churchgoers saw the posts on social media, found the vehicle, and called it into police. Officers determined what room the car's owner was staying, busted down the door, and found Salem safe. Uh, wow. Just 
heroes, these churchgoers. That's fantastic. Uh, so a real tragedy was averted there. Um, now, police didn't, they didn't uh, identify the pair of churchgoers because of the ongoing investigation. Um, but the guy who grabbed her is 51 years old and is accused now of kidnapping, obviously. Not related to the girl, didn't, didn't know her at all. Salem appeared calm and unharmed. She was taken to a local hospital just to be checked, and she's been reunited with her family now. Um, so, for hours after she was reported missing, several law enforcement agencies, including Homeland Security, searched for the girl. And because of social media, they found her. So, that's, that's awesome. I mean, social media is it can is be hideous. Ticket, right? Yeah, it can be hideous and horrible. And mean, spirited, and nasty. But then, on the other hand, you know, it can do good like this. I know. This is awesome. I mean, and, and to prove, again, another story, you know, these uh, there was a story this weekend over the, the three Irishmen in New York City that uh, were out together, arm in arm in the city, and they had this lady, they asked the lady to take a picture of them. And she said, they said, we don't have a phone, but just take a picture of us and well, maybe we'll find it later. We'll find, we'll find it later. And, uh... So about a week later, when she got back from her trip to New York City, she posted it on her on her on her social media site, saying, "I took this picture of these three guys. Uh, you know, does anybody know them?" An hour later, they all we already know who they are. All the Irishmen, all the men, all posted everything we know. <laughs> what? That's amazing. Wow. Amazing. That's kind of scary, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I mean, amazing. Right, in less than an hour, Twitter came up with the men's identities. It was sent to Times Square Dreamers. It was retweeted fifty-seven hundred times. Everybody, yep, we know who they are. Wow, there's no hiding anymore. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> wow, that's great. Oh well. So yeah, it took how long? Uh, well, it was about a week later until she posted the picture. But after right. she posted it, it, was within an hour. Within an hour, they were identified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we know who they are. So, they said that they they would find it yeah, later. They just wanted a picture. They just wanted that to take way? our picture. Just take our picture. We're here in New York. We're all together. We're three Irishmen. Take our picture. We'll find it later. We'll look for it later. <sighs> and there it go. Hmm. So because because she said they'd find it later, uh, she posted it. Yep. When I was in the city last week, started looking. These for three it. Irishmen asked me to take a photo of them, but none of them had phones. Uh, you'll take the picture and we'll find it someday. So if by some strange turn of events anyone knows these guys, here's their photo. Uh, we know who you are in an hour later. That's crazy. <laughs> that is absolute. I mean, it's a little chilling, too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because uh, that just goes to show there's nowhere to hide. No. And, you know, if if you've done something wrong, then it serves your right to be found. But if you haven't done anything wrong... And you can be found just like that. Uh, that's why we have to hope our government never goes <laughs> really wrong, really, really bad, and really oppressive because uh, we'd be toast at oh, that point. Done. You imagine with the technology the way it is today, uh, you don't have a chance. You don't have a chance to hide. If, if, they if decide you want, you've if done you wanted something to, wrong. if you wanted to, I mean, it would be very difficult to. If people talk about going off the grid. I, I don't know that uh, off the grid, man. That's I don't mm-hmm. know if you could do it, right? I mean, really, I don't know if you can actually do it. It'd be hard. Yeah, it'd be hard. 
because you you couldn't be online. Uh, you you obviously couldn't use anything but cash. Uh, you couldn't have any utilities. Right. You couldn't have a phone. Uh, no bank account whatsoever. It, yeah, you have to live Nothing. like a pioneer. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to go off the grid. Yeah. Maybe and you could have solar power. easy that is. Yeah, it's really how easy. easy it is to live like a pioneer. Super easy. Oh, man. Yeah. And fun. Oh. Convenient. <laughs> oh. Yes. Awesome. Just yes. Be, it'd be great. That's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Pete Buttigieg had a uh, town hall on Fox, and uh, they got a they they got a pretty nice reception. From they sure did. The they audience seated that, that audience. Uh, I didn't watch all of it. I did see some of it, and I was really surprised at it's uh, a pretty the friendly crowd. Very friendly, very friendly. Fox. Audience. Uh, I mean, say what you will about Fox if you're a Democrat, but they. Treated Buttigieg pretty darn yes, well. Yes, they did. By gathering a bunch of people who were friendly to him. Yes, they did. And I will say, uh, you know, while I disagree with many things that uh, this man says, I've, you know, he's he's, he's good, pretty he's, good. Yeah, he, he's a good candidate. He comes off as reasonable. Yes, he does. Even though he's actually not. No, he's not at all. <laughs> he's not reasonable he's not in his policies. All. But he sounds so reasonable. Oh, he's just and he's wow. got a good. I mean, he's, they you know they bring up his track record, but I mean, he's a veteran. He's yeah, he's, know, a, he's yes, he's an he's, Afghanistan veteran, you know, and he took a leave of absence from being a mm. mayor. He came back, and then he won again with an overwhelming right. support. I mean, yeah, he's a strong candidate. Yeah, he is for the mayor of what South Bend. Yes, what hundred thousand people? You would think. Okay, he's got no shot as mayor of South Bend. But uh, but because he's such a good candidate, he's kind of kicking into gear. Certainly more than Beto is. Oh my gosh, yes. And uh, the other day he was on he was on with Hugh Hewitt. Uh, had some interesting things to say about, uh, well, for instance, uh, Thomas Jefferson's statue. Here's Buddha Judge. Should Jefferson Jackson dinners be renamed everywhere because both were uh, holders of slaves? Yeah, we're doing that in Indiana. I think it's the right thing to do. You know, over time, you you uh, develop Wait, and, and evolve on the things you, you choose to honor. And, and I think we know enough, especially Jackson. Uh, you know, you just look at what basically an absolute genocide that happened here. Jefferson's more problematic. You know, there's a lot to, of course, admire in his thinking and his philosophy. Then again, if you plunge into his writings, especially the notes on the state of Virginia, you know that he knew that slavery was wrong. Yes, and yes. Uh, and yet he did it. Now we're all morally conflicted human beings, and it's not like we're blotting him out of the history books or deleting him from being the founding fathers. But, no, but, you know, but naming but you something are. after somebody yeah. confers a certain uh-huh. uh, amount of honor. And at a, at a time, I mean, the real reason I think there's a lot of pressure on this is the relationship between the past and the present that we're finding in a million different ways that racism isn't some curiosity out of the past that we're embarrassed about but moved on from it's alive it's well it's hurting people and if one of the main reasons to be in politics today is to try to change or, or reverse the harms that went along with with that um then we look we better look for ways to uh, to live out and honor that mm-hmm. principle mm-hmm. yeah so we i mean his point basically is, yeah, we don't shouldn't have to eliminate him from history, but really, but let's start are. eliminating him but from history. Just, we're not writing crazy. him out of the books or anything. We're just starting to get rid of everything or, that even mentions him. Yeah, That's you all. certainly don't want to honor him. And so, if you start if you start down that path, of course, you're going to start taking him out of history books, yep. or certainly uh, 
changing what was said about him in history books. And we're going to rewrite history, which is exactly yep. which, which is exactly yep. what we were told and years Barack ago. And knows that we are going to mm-hmm. have to make sacrifices. Right. We are going to have to change our conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have to change our, our, traditions, our traditions, our history. Our history we're going to have to move, move into a different place. And Barack yes, knows that. Are. And Barack started all of that. Yes, he did. And, and now Barack this... restoked the fires of racism yeah. over his uh, eight years, along with you, uh, Mrs. Barack, mm-hmm. uh, Michelle, uh, you did a fine job of that. <laughs> yeah, they, the, they both did. Yeah, they did. They both did. Uh, so, I. It, this is just exactly what what Trump said when they started to tear down statues in the South. Okay, what's next? Are you going to take down Jefferson and Washington? And that's oh, yeah. and he was mocked for that. And that's exactly what's happening yep. now. And you've got Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, <laughs> playing right into it. Yep, let's uh, let's take down those statues. Let's not let's not name things after them. And so we're going to start changing names of everything. Why can't we just realize? Uh, okay, we don't like the fact that he was a slave owner, but he understood what what the deal was, and they started working toward a better a better world. There's no doubt that Jefferson started working toward a better. world. Yeah, but world. he still owned it. Yeah, he did. Look, we're not trying to write them. You rewrite the history and get them out of all the we're books. We're just trying to rewrite history and get them out of all the books. That's, That's all we're trying. But we're not. And then tear down the statues. Okay? Uh, so, nothing dramatic. Just let's eliminate Thomas Jefferson from our history. That's all I'm saying. Ah! The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat Gray of Pat Gray Unleashed, which you can hear immediately preceding uh, this show at 6 Central, 7 Eastern, 7 to 9 Eastern, 6 to 8 Central. And then uh, Jeff Fisher here uh, from Chewing the Fat. You know, (laughs) I had to think about it for a minute. What's what's the name of that dumb podcast you do? What is it? What is it called? All right, uh, we're gonna I get. Mean, thank you for thinking of it. We're gonna get into the uh, uh, phone companies potentially blocking unwanted spam calls. I'm good in just sixty seconds. Pat and uh, Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program this week. Uh, responding to widespread consumer complaints, the FCC now says it will take steps to give phone companies permission to block unwanted robocalls. It's about time. Yeah. Uh, that'd be nice. I hate these calls. Uh, and I don't even answer my cell phone that much. But every time I really? do, it's some stupid robocall from China. I can't. I hate it. Americans get billions of yeah. unwanted phone calls every year. It's the number one complaint received by the FCC. Number one. But carriers have long been wary of blocking robocalls for fear of breaking the regulator's call completion rules. So the FCC has had this rule that you have to complete calls that are made um, okay. and make sure that calls that are made re- reach their intended recipient, which makes sense. Until now, with all of these, you know, and every time you block a call, it just rolls over to the next one. Yeah, another number. And then you block that one, rolls over to another number. And you just keep getting these things. Anytime. I don't answer. I I, 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 I 
if you don't if i don't know the number if you don't know the don't number answer. yeah if me you, too if i my my if there's rule, not a my, name attached my rule of thumb it. is uh if i don't know you know you the number i don't answer leave me a voicemail i'll call you back right and they do they they leave voicemails i don't no one i very rarely get a voicemail it pisses me off i just, <laughs> drives me out of my the only thing worse than getting these robocalls well okay um yeah maybe other than grocery store clerks that want to make small talk oh stop when you bring your when stop you bring it. all of your food up to there and then they start asking you about the stop food it. items they you just brought want to be friendly no They're i don't want them to, to be friendly i'm not here to be friendly line, i'm just nice here to, to make a purchase stop it. and get out the door okay i don't want to tell you about the items i'm purchasing and what i'm going to do with them <laughs> i don't I, want to talk about that i know you do I understand just that. Just creating a little conversation, I don't. a little repertoire. I don't want a repertoire. If I wanted a repertoire, I'd live in France. <laughs> That's not where I live, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Repertoires aren't just something stop. I do here in America. <laughs> so don't ask me about my weekend. Don't ask me about my purchases. If I'm having a party, why I've got steak and ice cream. That's none of your business. Okay. <laughs> Because I'm just, I'm going to stuff my face, and uh, and it's really none of your business what I'm doing with the ice cream, okay? Um, so I hate that almost as much as the spam calls. <laughs> uh, and then the solicitation at home. Do, is that something you're fine with, too? Well, you get solicited. No. I do get that. No. I, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan. If, if I want your product fan. or your magazine... I'll order it online, or I'll go to the store. But you might not know about it. it. I mean, I, I no. understand what you know. You, I don't. I don't. And especially in most neighborhoods, certainly in mine, there's no soliciting allowed, and there's continual solicitors <laughs> in my neighborhood <laughs> all what? the time. I that side didn't mean every house, it. did it? Yeah, every house, every house in this area, no soliciting. Oh, I thought I was out of don't the area. Here. Don't come here and tell me about uh, your bug spray. Or your roofing. My favorite line. My favorite line. I, I don't want any of it. The great, the great line that they use. Uh, they many of them use to try to get in mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, hey, yeah, you know, we're doing. Uh, we do the we do the spray for your neighbor down the street. Yes, they. Yes, they always say that. And, I mean, that's a great. Yeah, yeah, which one? Which one? Yeah, you're down oh, the street. You know, Bill. A couple of Bill doors down, down the street. Oh, they'll say the first name. Bill down the street. Like nobody knows if Bill right. down the street. I have no idea. Rarely today do do the <laughs> do everyone know their neighbors right around the block. Right. So if you say you know Bill around the corner mm-hmm. is a big fan of us and we want you to join in too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, great. Well, come on and sit down. Have a cup of tea. Yeah, I, that still will not get them an invite. No, I'm not. Uh, mm-mm. Sorry. No, thank you. No, nah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Thank you. We're good. You know what? I just replaced my roof last Every week. Every once in a while, and... I'm in the mood to hear the pitch, just to hear it. Really? Yeah, just let me hear it. Go ahead. Really, what do you got? <laughs> I'm never in that mood. Because I'm still able to say no. no. Yeah. It's okay. Just want to hear the pitch. And you, a lot of times it's magazines. Like, I, I'm going to order a magazine while you're standing here at the door. I didn't even know they door. existed anymore, to be honest yeah. with you. Sometimes it's magazines. Sometimes it's, a lot of times it's roofing. Yeah, a lot of roofing. and Or or uh, bug spray. A lot of roofing, a lot of uh, pest control. Pest control, yeah. Uh, a lot of yard yeah. work. Yard work. Yeah, a lot of yard work coming around. I mean, big time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to make a living. I guess so. They got to come around trying to make a living. No, not at my house. No. I'm don't a, don't solicit okay, me at my but, house. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. 
Well, but I which mean, is they worse? They tried to get you at the grocery store. You wouldn't listen to them. Right. That's right. Yeah. You wouldn't listen to them there. And so they they followed me home. I tried to. <laughs> I think that's stalking, and I think that's illegal, too. So and you can't do anything anymore. I don't want any of it. But is it worse to get the spam calls, the solicitation at home, or the obnoxious store clerks asking you about your purchases? Of course, you love that. I mean, you you love. It's just fun. It's not fun. It's just fun. It's really not. To most human beings, it's just not fun. We're in a hurry. We're in a bad mood. If you're in a hurry, well, that's fine. In a you bad know, mood. Just say, uh, I don't want to talk to you about my purchases. That's fine to just say, hey, you know, I, really, I'm in a hurry. I just want to check out. And they'll leave you be? No, I'm not going to say that. Why? Why? Uh, it's kind of rude. I'm in a hurry. I just want to be. It's kind of rude. Oh. I'm in a hurry. Oh. I just want to be I, left look, alone. I'm in a hurry. I just want Don't to... talk to me. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm in a hurry. That. I just want to get out. And they'll leave you be? <laughs> you're not going to say that. That's worse than just being, you know, quiet. That's worse. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Just quiet. I mean, that's like, did uh-huh. you hear me? Are you deaf? No, I would you? say, mm, yeah. Something like that. You know, something along those lines. Oh, that's a nicer. Grunt that's or nicer, two. yeah. Yeah, a the grunt, grunt is, is nicer. nicer than, I'm just in a hurry. Definitely. Just want to get oh, the, the, the grunt is by far nicer. <laughs> then I'm in a hurry. Just, just leave hurry. me alone. Not leave me alone, but I'm in a hurry. <laughs> just, I just want to check out and get out of here. <laughs> So anyway, these illegal robocalls, often containing recordings of scammers posing as government as a government agent. Have you ever gotten the IRS calls? Uh, those are interesting too. I love. First of all, I just want to be on the record of saying that I love the IRS. I know you do. I, by the we IRS all, we and all IR, love the IRS. We're, I right? Mean, we I love heart, the IRS. We I love the mob because we don't want to be killed by either one of them. <laughs> um, but they will call as the IRS, and they will. Uh, threaten you like this is the I don't know this is a multiple times we tried to get a hold of yeah. you and you're uh, you owe back taxes or whatever the case may be and you need to call us right away and then there's some scam that if you do call them uh, you get charged I don't I don't know exactly how that works because well, some, yeah, some of it and some of them is just uh, you know some of the the spam calls mm-hmm. that are infecting your your phones and the internet there was one spam uh, call that just they went through not long ago that they didn't even have to, you didn't have to pick up usually the you have to pick up uh for it to infect your phones the latest one that they said infected like a, a billion and a half people was they just called if they called your number you were infected really it was bad yeah I wow mean, so i mean they, wow. they have to stop somehow and what they did gotta it stop it somehow due to the phone what how did it it blew did, them all up. People had blown it, up phones. It blew yeah. them it up. Blew them up. People. Wow! Don't, right in their pocket. Little, it it wasn't, just exploded. Hasn't been reported or anything. No, that hasn't. Billions never, of phones. You would think billion a billion and a half phones blowing up in people's pockets they were, uh, would be. I'm trying to think. The story was that the phones were infected, but then nothing. They were saying that uh, it wasn't used for anything yet. Hmm. Uh, before they stopped it, but I mean, wow, that's still, weird. Yeah, it's weird. Another one of the calls I always get is from the insur I think they call it the insurance department and your warranty, your long-term warranty is about to expire on your yes. car, on your vehicle. Yes. That drives That's a me big one. out of my mind. Out of my mind. No, I know that I purchased an extended warranty <laughs> and I know that it's not expired yet. So Or I didn't purchase nice one, try. it's not. Right. I mean, that's just the way it is. But uh, Ajit Pai 
said the commission has scheduled a June 6th vote on a measure that would assure phone companies that blocking unwanted calls won't uh, run afoul of FCC rules. The agency said it would enable phone companies to analyze their network traffic to spot and block robocalls. Good. Yeah, no kidding. They could let customers create so-called white lists of approved callers and block all other incoming calls. That would be fantastic. No kidding. Because the do not call uh, list that we used to have, I don't think that, I don't even know if that's in force anymore. Do you remember doing that, I though? I do. I do. I remember, I remember when lines. it was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. I remember when it was such a big deal. All you got to do is call them. Right. And then we got so many spam calls on our landline, we just turned it off eventually. And then so. Yeah, I don't even, we, we actually have a landline. Because yeah, we it do was, too, but it's turned it off. It's cheaper to get the line exactly. through the cable company. Right. Uh, and it isn't really a landline anymore. When it's bundled. It's a, it, yes. Yes. You, you get a better, a better rate. Okay, fine. All but right. we're not hooking it up. And we just turned it off. Yeah. Because we got nothing but spam on it. Yeah. And so once we turned that off, now our cell phones get nothing but spam right. on that. That's great. Pat Gray of Pat Gray Unleashed and Jeffy from Chewing the Fat for Glenn. Uh, oh, by the way, on this on these robocalls, uh, apparently Americans have received billions of these calls and they've shelled out untold sums of money. Wow. To scammers pretending to be IRS representatives, healthcare providers, government officials, and others. They're pretty bold. Wow. Uh, my daughter was at our house, um, I don't know, six months or so ago, and she got this call from supposedly an IRS agent. She was having a bad day anyway, and uh, she hadn't gotten one of these before, and so I just hear her in the other room start to cry. And I'm like, what? what is what going on? on? What's happening? And she's like, Dad, they're, they're threatening to take our house. And I, so I, I knew, okay, it's one of those scam calls. And I got on and started arguing with the person on the other end. They were so bold, insisted that they were with the IRS, insisted. And I'm like, okay, I know you're not with the IRS. The IRS wouldn't be doing this. They wouldn't be calling this number. They would know more information than you apparently know. And uh, I know you're not from the IRS. So, and she was like, who are you? Who are you, sir? (laughs) Like, wow. I didn't call to talk to you. Right. We're back on the phone. Right. It was that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, they're pretty bold. Wow. Yeah, they're they're pretty bold at times. And so they need to be shut down. Uh, The FCC is also proposing a measure that would protect phone companies using a new authentication protocol for separating legitimate calls from illegitimate ones. I wonder if legitimate calls will get caught up in that, though. Uh, Sure. Of course they will. Of course they will. It's bound to happen, right? It's bound to happen. Uh, Ajit Pai has encouraged carriers to adopt that call verification framework referred to as shaken and stir by the end of this year. Uh, he told the House Energy and Commerce Committee the agency would make a framework mandatory if carriers don't adopt it. So they are, I mean, they are trying to do something trying, about this because yeah. it's gotten to the point where it's really bad. Very frustrating. When you're getting billions of calls that you don't want and they're threatening you and trying to extract money from you, uh, something's wrong, and it's, it should be stopped. Right, and how many, I mean, how many people say, I mean, that obviously proves that people do answer and believe it. Right. Uh, amazing. Right, they do. Oh, yeah. And older people who don't, who, who don't suspect any of this, they definitely fall victim to it. Like you, for instance, <laughs> that 
elderly people like you, Jeffy, uh, fall for this all the time. I, mean, I will say that you know, is, you're on is, a fixed income, and, and you can't afford that, <laughs> right? right? Correct. You can yeah. ill afford one of these. Calls. I will say that is one of the reasons that we finally disconnected uh, the hardline phone at the house because it rang and rang and rang and there was constantly being uh, robocalls and uh at the time uh we tried to explain to my mother-in-law you don't need to answer the phone every time it rings she didn't believe you though no she did not <laughs> no she did not that her belief she her had belief to was answer the phone, phone is if ringing, it rang you i'm going to, to answer, answer. yeah if it rings you have to answer it's a must it's a, must. It's a law according right. to her right so uh mm-hmm. it was easier to make the phone disappear uh, then, <laughs> right. Then to get her, her to that. stop answering yes. it. Yeah. Did they scam her on anything? They uh, close to a couple times. Really? Yeah. Close. I mean, or, orders, stuff being ordered. Oh my gosh! Like, no, stop. Uh, and they're saying, you know, unwanted calls are not necessarily unlawful calls. He added, proposals right. uh, come with some an- unanswered questions, such as how a legitimate company that's making legal calls and is placed on a spam color list can remove itself from that. You know, I care less about that though, than stopping the unwanted calls. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I mean, if the I company really is trying to right. sell you a roof, this probably will make it tougher for those legitimate businesses yeah. that do make those cold calls. It's going to get harder and harder to make cold calls to people, which is also kind of fine with me. Oh no, but I don't oh, do wow, a, supposed to make a living. I don't do a business that that makes a lot of right. cold calls. So, that's easy for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's always radio advertising. Exactly. Thank you. There's always right. radio and television advertising. That's exactly right. And that's just going to have to suffice from now on. <laughs> All right, cuz we just don't we we can't separate the unwanted calls from the illegal calls. Wish we could. I wish we could, but wish we, we can't. Could, but so. we can't so. Sorry, no more calls. <laughs> no more calls, please. Uh, we do have a winner. <laughs> so bad it's we're just gonna have to shut it down i'm i'm well i'm not even sorry <laughs> well, i still but i still want people to call me do you uh you want businesses to call you at home well because if you if you need a product or a service won't you go seek it out but what if they're calling and i didn't realize i needed it until they call <laughs> yeah, that's never once happened for me really does it happen for you, you well, yes oh i didn't realize i needed wow. an extended right. warranty on my car yes sign me up thank you that's a good idea thank you for calling from the warranty division <laughs> oh man i i wouldn't have an extended warranty if it weren't I, for your call today just the other day i thought you know, I never thought about having pest control at my house. <laughs> I just want pests running around crazy in my house. Yeah, now you don't have so to have that. I don't. Now I was aware that I could get pest control at my mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. We have about thirty-eight pest control companies that come to our house. I'm like, <laughs> ah! okay, we just had—I don't know—some other company here last week. What kind of deal you going to give me? Need, what kind of deal you going to give me? I don't need another pest control visit. <laughs> I don't. I mean. You know, do we have termites? I don't. I'm I probably don't not anymore after they've been treated about 18 times. If we do, who's at fault? <laughs> You're right. Which company is at fault? <laughs> That's right. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to the time when they shut down all of these unwanted calls. No robocalls. It's got to stop. It's really got to stop. Ajit Pai, man, he's had a tough time, too. I mean, he just, the guy, the, a California man, was just sentenced. A year and a half for threatening to kill him and his family. 
Oh, wow. I mean, horrible, right? I mean, he threatened wow. to kill his family and Ajit Pai, and he was sentenced to a year and a half in prison. So that's like a terrorist him. threat, probably. I guess, yeah. Right. Uh, you know, he yeah, sent they emails take that seriously and accused them. Yeah, do they that. do. They're do messing around with that. Right. Not messing around anymore. A year in prison. A year and a half. year and a half. Wow. I mean, I don't know if that's even long enough, but I guess we'll have to do. It'll have to do. Well, if you, if you didn't actually do anything, um, you probably think that's a little too long. But just I, the threat, you can't get away with that no anymore. Way. No can't way. get away with and that. Good. Because right. it's a terrorist threat. Right. Yeah. Shouldn't be doing that. Friendly Wits come to mind? Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> Friendly Wits does come to mind. Yes. Wanting to turn the president over to the Saudis huh. for the same treatment of Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah. That kind of does come to mind. It does, doesn't it? It does. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat Gray and uh, Jeffy for uh, Glenn this week on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Twenty years ago, Molly and Dana was watching a main high school basketball game between two teams. One was called the Indians, the other was called the Warriors. And her gaze drifted toward the student sections, oh, where she saw kids chanting and dancing with fake feathers and war paint on their bodies. Just kids being kids, having fun. It's the first time she saw things that she knew was sacred and religious to the Penobscot nation being mocked and degraded. Her 15-year-old self was angry and shocked, but she turned her frustration into activism. Today, Dana is a tribal ambassador of Penobscot nation who spearheaded the drafting of a bill signed into law late last week by Governor uh, Janet Mills of Maine that prohibits the use of Native American mascots in all public schools, colleges, and universities. Maine is the first state to pass such a law. Oh, good. Good. She said, Dana said, uh, it means the world to me, and I'm really happy for all the tribal leaders in Maine that came together and all of our allies and friends and Governor Mills. Now, some might think it's... It's well, not what? mocking. It's it's a tribute to to them, to the to the nations, to the Indian nations. I mean, at the at the very least, it's just you're just celebrating your school team, right? I mean, you're, right. You're not, you're not mocking anything. But that's how it, I guess that's how it came off to uh, to Dana. Um, but uh, the bill passed unanimously. Of course it did. Unanimously. Of course it did. Listen, because you're a hater if you don't if you don't vote for that bill, right? You hate absolutely. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you're a racist. This is the start of a higher trust mm-hmm. of promoting cultural diversity and awareness. Oh, thank you for saying. But we that. needed a law thank because I, I don't understand mm-hmm. why we needed the law actually. Because the signing of the bill mm-hmm. um, comes months after a local school district made the decision to stop using the nickname Indians, and so that was the last use of the nickname in the state. <laughs> really so 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 they're not even using indians or warriors anymore in maine so i'm not sure huh why it was such a wow so now they have a law thing. that wasn't needed to end a problem that didn't exist <laughs> good i mean okay good. i mean you say what well, problem that you know wasn't a problem i mean it was a problem well, one time but not in maine apparently because I mean, they apparently eliminated that problem a while ago it's incredible. It's it's incredible. Amazing. I, I, we are really down to uh, school one taking on school two this afternoon mm-hmm. in basketball, mm-hmm. right? 
Yes. Cheer for your <clears throat> team too. Yeah. Well, I in uh, in the Seminole tribe, it's a point of pride that the Florida State Seminoles yeah. are named after them. They apparently like it, and uh, Native American tribes have been asked and surveyed about the the Washington Redskins name, and ninety percent of them are fine with it. So. I don't, I, I, I don't know. know. They said they, they were when they, of course, when they, you know, signed the bill in Maine that they were surrounded by local tribal communities. But then the only, the only uh, tribal person quoted is a non-voting representative. So I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I, I will tell you this: mm-hmm. don't, don't do it. Don't name. Don't even think about calling your team the Indians. Or the Warriors? Chiefs. No, you can't. None of it. Well, seriously, would anybody consider that today? I don't think so. I don't think any team would ever consider that again. Because you'd be biting off a lot more than you could chew. Then there's no... You don't <laughs> you need that. Be. You don't need that problem. So, That's a problem that you can avoid. Right? Yes. I mean, and you can avoid it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So there's nobody who would name themselves after an Indian tribe now. It just wouldn't happen. So... I it's kind of a silly law if there were none existing in the state Amazing. and then and then they make it so that you can't name anybody that well you're not going they're not going to they didn't have it right and they're not going to so it's a silly law but um good for them and i guess i guess they're happy about it in in maine and that's that's the beauty of the 50 little laboratories of democracy that we have in this nation that isn't a democracy thank you you had me nervous for a second <laughs> yeah no i thought you no, were no. falling off the cliff no. with the rest of them no i shan't ever do that <laughs> and i shan't be saying shan't very often so enjoy that while it lasts <laughs> thank you we do have some good news though i'm um, we rarely see people in the entertainment world say really great things about the united states of america That's so true. when it happens it's like wow it's like I don't know, a ray of sunshine. It's like spring has sprung in a vast winter uh, wilderness. Gene Simmons was uh, talking about his mom. And his mom was apparently in a Nazi concentration camp when she was 14. Yeah, right? yeah. when she was a little girl. He was at the uh, uh, Pentagon uh, as part of a new outreach program that they have at the Pentagon, speaking there at the podium and and doing like a, where they have their press briefings, mm-hmm. if they ever have press briefings anymore. There's <laughs> no such thing anymore don't. in the Trump administration. Yeah, uh, but he was telling them the story of his mother, yeah. uh, who had just passed away at 93, being in uh-huh. the concentration camps and how much um, she loved America. And as an eight year old boy, he didn't understand it, uh, but he certainly uh, understands it now. Yeah, this is something you don't normally hear from a rock and roller. Uh, no, uh, but it's Every great. Every time my mother saw the flag, she'd start crying. He's awful. As an eight-year-old boy, I didn't understand why. But from my mother's point of view, we were finally safe. I may, uh, I may have been born in the country everybody 
give me two seconds. I may have been born in the country that people throughout history have referred to as the promised land. He was born in Israel. But take my word for it. America is the promised land for everybody. And don't be ashamed. Don't hesitate. <clears throat> we need to teach young people to be comfortable with saying, God bless America. End of my story. <laughs> That's Gene Simmons for <laughs> <Right>? Kiss. <laughs> pretty awesome that's really awesome that's great stuff really awesome uh how refreshing is it to hear that from somebody in the rock and roll industry that's that's great uh, yes the uh, closest yes. i think you would come is maybe bono who's who usually says really good things about america and capitalism capitalism yeah yeah uh, and he's, he doesn't talk to he's, a lot about the love of country, though. He's he's pretty America friendly. He said some some great things about America, um, and he has defended capitalism. And he actually noted while he was talking about capitalism how unusual it was <laughs> right. for a rock star to be talking about yeah, capitalism. The one, the one time he actually stopped himself. Yeah, he he's did. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but for Gene Simmons, just. I mean, unabashedly talk about how great America is. That's awesome. Yes, it is. Makes me a bigger Kiss fan than I probably was before. Really? <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, I mean, there was some room. There was some room there to <laughs> to grow. In, uh, With it, Kiss? It, yes. Wow. <laughs> a little bit of room. Wow. A little bit of wiggle room to become a bigger Kiss fan. And now I have, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. You said that like you weren't really a... No, it's huge Kiss fan, you know, before, but... Weren't you? I mean, aren't you? Yes. Okay, then. Yes. All right. Uh, didn't he do... Didn't they have a... Uh, he had a reality show, he too, did. didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> it that, showed his family life? Yeah, it was with his family life. And I, I think he's one of the few that... Is he still married to... Yeah, he's one of the few that survived the reality show did business. Because yeah. I thought that they were having trouble. I, Did they survive I remember that trouble? hearing that too, but as far as I know, they're together. Yeah, because so, he's married I, to. Maybe I'm wrong. Is it I, Shannon Tweed? Yes, and they're still married, and they are still, married. still married. As far as I know, if, wow. I mean, as far as the reports, they're still married. So you know, whatever troubles they had on, maybe that's why the you know the reality show is no more. Can you imagine what a wild ride that would be being married to Gene Simmons? Right, there was probably some some. Uh, you know, events that happened in the course of the really? marriage, I would think. I mean, maybe not. Maybe everything went totally smoothly. <laughs> maybe uh, everything was fantastic. <laughs> I would guess fantastic. I might be assuming be too much. I think you are. To think that there was I think you are. some, you know, rocky road along the way. But maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I think you are. You're reading <laughs> way too much into Kiss, man. They're just outperforming. That's all they're doing. Just, just outperforming. Outperforming. And that's all they do. They just perform. They go back to their hotel room, watch a little TV, and uh, go right to bed. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe call the wife first Thank uh, you. from the road, say goodnight, love you, miss you, and then they go right to bed after that. I mean, when they asked Gene Simmons, this is just those, they just mm -hmm. asked him. Yeah. When they asked him that if he had slept with over 4,800 4, women. Over uh, 4,800? He said, he said, so they tell me. Was his answer? So, <laughs> so I mean, you can't prove it. So they tell me. So, um, okay. Well, there you go. That's maybe the rocky road I was talking about. I don't think that's a rocky road. That's at all. not okay. All right. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> forty-eight hundred women. So they tell. 
So they tell him. Wasn't a basketball former basketball star uh, Lamar Odom? Yeah. just bragging about two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Well, when you compare it to Gene Simmons, that doesn't uh, that he's doesn't hold up much. Uh, that's true. He's a lot younger. Uh, than that Gene. is true. Gene's got another twenty years or so on him. Maybe so 25. Lamar Odom was bragging about two thousand women, right? And passing a drug test that right uh, in a really unusual way. He it is he's he's promoting his book. Obviously, he's got a new book, Darkness to Light or whatever, and he's talking about how he. Uh, how he almost died, you know, a few years ago. I remember when he when he uh, OD'd at the oh, uh, yeah, the, at, at the at the ranch at the sex at ranch the, the ranch. brothel, yeah, at the brothel. That's he, right. Yeah, and he said that he was lucky to be alive. Um, he said, "I'm a walking miracle. I had 12 strokes, six heart attacks, whoa, and I was in a coma." Good golly! Uh, and wow. Then, what it, from what? What uh, was he? Was he doing cocaine or cocaine, something? Uh, alcohol, and uh, pot? And a little, Ooh. you got a little pot take. The and, he the and he was at the brothel. And he was at the brothel. Well, okay. I mean. Talk about R- Rocky Rhodes on on the way to your relationship. Because wasn't he married to? He was uh, with Chloe, yeah. Chloe Kardashian. And Chloe at was the time. there for him when he when he OD'd too, and they had just split. I think I don't know that they were divorced, but they had split up at oh. the time. But he I wonder uh, why, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How unusual! I mean, two thousand women up. though, right? Yeah, I mean, two thousand women seems like. It could do better. Well, when you're comparing it to Gene Simmons, 4,800. Right. It's not that much. Or uh, Will Chamberlain. Wasn't it 14,000? Yeah, Will Tennant. Will that he claimed? Magic had to have a, be up there uh, into that into that yeah. multiple thousand range, <sighs> too, man. Because right. I was thinking, like, he's, what, 39? <clears throat> Lamar Odom. Mm-hmm. He's 39, so maybe he had started having sex when? When he was 14? Something like that? I, I don't know. That's like, what, 80 a year? Six a month? Thank you for that. Thank you for that commentary, Jeffy. Appreciate that. Pat Grape from Pat Grand Leashed and uh, Jeff Fisher from Chewing the Fat. So we're talking about Lamar Odom and, uh, you know, in his uh, sexual escapades. Former but he, NBA player. Right. right. And former husband of Chloe Kardashian. Kardashian. In the Kardashian clan, yeah. Right. Um, he also talked about, uh, you know, he's trying to hawk his book, Darkness to Light. But he also talked about cheating to play on the Olympic basketball team. What was that, 2004? 2004, they won the bronze. They didn't even win the gold, right? I mean, so maybe Mm -hmm. that's what cheating gets you, Lamar. But uh, he talked about uh, being asked to be on the team, and he was smoking weed every day that summer, he said, so he was concerned about (laughs) taking the the urine test. So he figured out ways to – he started studying about ways to beat the test, and one of the ways is to get a fake man unit. What? And he had his – that exists <laughs> yes it, 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 that exists and he filled it with his trainers uh, uh, wee wee mm-hmm. and then uh they took him he went into the stall and uh filled up the cup and gave it to the guy and passed the test that's bizarre that's bizarre right i i had no idea that was even possible where so where does that does that fit on you or you just Pat. Put it in your pocket? How Pat. does that work? Pat. Yeah. It fits on you. It does? Yeah. It does fit on you. Okay. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's a fake thing. You know, so it's just there. But there's stuff inside. in it. That's really nasty. Yeah. Ooh. Thank, yeah. No, thank and you. And what's strange is they said that he said that uh, when he handed it to the, the Olympic guy, the Olympic guy uh, tested the uh, the urine for uh, heat, you know, for. To see like what was, temperature was. Yeah, just yeah. to see if it, yeah. it just happened. He said he passed. Oh wow! So I mean, that's amazing, right? Yes. But 
Okay, so now he says he cheated, right? Uh-huh. They got a bronze. They got a bronze medal. Do you I take away the bronze medal? Uh, did they even accept the bronze medal that year? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, because I. Th- it seems like they good. might have. We didn't win the gold. We're not yeah. taking it. Uh, yeah, I can't remember if they did if they did that or not. Oh, that's possible. Because uh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> NBA <laughs> players to win the yeah. bronze—that's just embarrassing. Yeah, no, we don't want. Them. All right, we will. Uh, we will see you back here tomorrow uh, for, for more fun and frivolity. Yes. Uh, Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. You're listening to Glenn.